comes up Driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's a lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Hey friends, this is Gary Rayburn of Lonesome Road Ministries, and we've got an awesome program for you. I know you're going to enjoy it today, and you're going to want to get more copies of this, so give us a call, 618-383-2107, or log on to lonesomeroad.org, or you can email me at gary.lonesomeroad at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Now sit back. Listen and enjoy today's program from Lonesome Road Ministries, Church on the Road. Give us a call. We look forward to hearing from you. I keep those wheels turning from town to town. There's so much I got to see. I got to look around. I got diesel smoke rolling. From two chrome stacks, my address is 408 414. A big blue Mac. Now it don't matter where I'm going, I just gotta drive. I have the white line fever to the day that I die. I said, 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. program today that song we just heard the road is my life you know how all the drivers love that song yes sir dennis mckay is with us in the cab that's right i'll be right here with gary and with daryl shifting gears and drinking coffee that's it yeah well we we sure appreciate these drivers letting us ride along with them in the cab in the cab yeah and we just love being a part of their life, and we love it when they're a part of our life. We just love when they give us a call and tell us about uh, the radio programs that we're doing and tell us how Daryl's uh, eating them out of house and home back there in their sleeper. Yeah, I hear you. Mm-hmm. I hear you. We're percolating back here in the back. Y'all just keep on trucking. <laughs> I just hear you, buddy. Hammer down. Yeah. Yep. Hey. Today we're going to introduce you to some really good friends of ours, Jim and Ann Davenport. You know, Jim and Ann are just precious people. Ann sings the song, Let the Wind Blow. You know what? I love that song. Would you play that song for me? I'll put her on right now. Here is Ann Webb Davenport with an awesome song that uh, is going to blow you away. Yep. When the wind blows. I lift my head high, Lord, let the wind blow. 
Just a clay vessel till breath came inside. Then the early believers in the upper room, <laughs> they got drunk on the spirit when the wind blew. I lift my head high, Lord. Let the wind blow. From the spirit, new life in my soul. When the wind blows, Lord, and I am renewed, then I will help others receive your breath. Down in this valley, we are so dry. Bones in the desert, Lord, we need new life. I lift my head high. Let the wind blow. I receive from the Spirit new life in my soul. When the wind blows, Lord, and I am breathing. Help others receive your breath too. I lift my head high, Lord. Let the wind blow. I receive from the Spirit new life in. Your breath too. I lift my head high. 
Yes, Lord. And then my daughter was given a song. She said, Mom, I had a dream last night. The Lord gave me a song. And he said, this is for your mom, not for you. She said, I knew it was because it was country. She's contemporary, but she sings back up on all my songs. And so uh, I, I sort of have two songs. Sort of like Verily, Verily, right? He breathed new life in me. Hope you enjoy this one. In the middle of the valley, deserted and dry, bones laying scattered, no hope for my life. Then I cried, Lord, please revive these dry bones and make me new. Then Jesus said, child, I'm gonna breathe in you. Then suddenly a sound came deep in my soul. A rattle and bones came together and I was made whole. He breathed in me and I stood to my feet, proclaiming victory in Jesus and death's defeat. He breathed new life in me. My soul from the grave, he said, free. Just cry out to Jesus, Lord, make me new. And by the breath of the Spirit, He will breathe in you. He breathed new life in me. My soul from the grave, He said, free.
share a little bit of vision, a little bit of dream that uh, God has given me for my life. And I want to ask you today to join me in this vision that God has given me. In Proverbs 29.18 it says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. I want to be happy. (laughs) You want to be happy? Amen. We do. We want to be happy in the Lord. And if we, do, if we will keep His law, if we will keep His commandments, if we will do what He has called us to do, we will be happy. Helping others. And that's what it's all about. It's all about helping others. Always others. Where there's no vision, the people perish. In John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. God doesn't want us to perish. He wants us to be productive, to have everlasting life, and to share what we have with other people. I got a chance to preach yesterday to family members that, that if I went up and talked to them, they probably wouldn't listen to me. But they listened yesterday. Anytime we get a chance to preach the gospel message to our family, our friends, our neighbors, we need to be able to do that. And, and the, the testimony CDs, that's what these do. They put, we put these in the hands of people that, that may never come in here. What an opportunity for us to spread the gospel. Increase your vision. That's what I'm going to ask you to do. I want you to increase your vision. I know this church has a vision for reaching this area. We do. We need to find new ways to do it. And God will give us those ways to do it. But we also need to increase that vision to reach all over this area, across this state, across this country, and around the world. Helen Keller was born blind. Helen Keller was asked one time, what would be worse than being born blind? Helen Keller's reply was to have sight without vision. Yeah, she had vision. She had a vision of what God was going to do with her light, and she went out and done it. We've got a vision. God gives us a vision. When he, when he saves us, He gives us a vision. And He increases that vision each time we take a step and do what He has called us to do. We, he raises us up higher and higher and higher. And that's what uh, God is getting ready to do if... We choose to allow him to do it. About 350 years ago or so, a shipload of travelers landed on the northeast coast of America. The first year they established a town site. The next year they elected a town government. The third year, the town government planned to build a road five miles westward into the wilderness. The fourth year, the people tried to impeach the town government, because they thought it was a waste of public funds to build a road five miles westward into a wilderness. Who needed to go there anyway? Here we have a people who had a vision to see 3,000 miles across an ocean and overcome great hardship to get there, 
But in just a few years, they were not able to see even five miles out of town. They had lost their pioneering vision with a clear vision of what we can become in Christ. There's no ocean of difficulty that can ever stop us. God has given us all a vision. We don't want to lose that vision and think, well, we've, we've got a full house today. We're doing good. You know, there's people out there that we can reach that will never come in here. But God wants us to reach them. He does. He does. In Isaiah 43:19, it says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God wants to, this church to expand. Roads in the wilderness. There's five miles is all this to Albion. We need to go to Albion. We need to reach people in Albion. We need to go beyond Albion to Grayville, West Salem, Evansville, Louisville, all across America, all around the world. You know these uh, uh, shoe boxes out here. Where are they going? They're going all over the world. We have opportunities to reach all over the world. And that's what God wants out, out of each and every one of us. If we work together, we can do that. We can do this. I see this church as being an oasis in the desert. A place where people come to get water. Living water that will give them life and life more abundantly. But we've got to be here and we've got to be ready to give them that when they walk through the doors. The courage of a vision. Courage of a vision. It takes courage to have a vision. It takes courage to say, God has called me to do this and I'm going to do it. It takes courage. The courage of a vision is, says, Lord, if that is you, let me get out of the boat and walk on water. I'm going to ask you to get out of the boat and walk on water and do things that God has called you to do, but you haven't done it yet. I know God's called each and every one of us to do something, and it's a scary thing. But if we'll get out of the boat, we can walk on water. Mike and Gay is going to give their testimony. I know they're scared to death. They're talking about it right now. They've been crying all week because how hard it is to go through these memories. But the reason they're doing it is to help somebody else. And that's what we got to be able to do. We got to we got to reach out and help other people. We got to reach out. We got to touch people's lives. The courage of a vision is to say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We need to bring Jesus into our homes each and every day. We need to change some of the things that we're doing. And I'm talking about me too, not just you guys. I'm when I point at you, I got three fingers pointing back at me. We need to change the way we do some things around our house. We need to spend more time with God. You know, just sitting quietly, reading your Bible. I've been doing a lot of that this week. Thinking about my dad and trying to figure out how to preach his funeral. I've spent a lot of time with the Lord this week. And it's all been good. You know, the more time we spend with God, the gooder it gets. I like that word, gooder. 
That's better than better. God's good. And if we'll just spend time with Him, He will show us things that ah, we can do things that we're not capable of. It's, we're just not capable of. But if God's in it, we can do all things through Him. He will give us the strength that we need. The courage of a vision is to say, if God be for us, who can be against us? We can do all things through Christ. He will give us strength. He will touch us in ways that we never thought possible. You know, uh, a vision, there's been lots of visionary people in America. I talk about ones that came across the ocean and they lost their vision. Henry Ford invented the automobile. You know, Henry Ford went bankrupt five times, but he, he had a vision to build a car. And he built a car. And then the then you know what happened? He built another one. He built that first one and, and uh, it didn't have a reverse in it. He thought, well, I can do better than that. So he built another one, put a reverse in it. And then he built another one and another one. And they just kept getting better and better. And that's, that's what we got to do. We got to keep getting better and better until we're gooder than good. We can be that. We can do things right here, right here, that will blow our minds and touch a lot of people and change a lot of lives. Walt Disney went bankrupt five times. He was a visionary, a man of vision. You know, Walt Disney got fired from a Kansas City newspaper because they said he didn't have no creativity. Walt Disney, yeah. Walt Disney went on to build a company and he ended up buying that Kansas City newspaper. Thomas Edison failed 10,000 times before he invented the light bulb. 10,000 times. Somebody asked him one time, you failed 10,000 times, why did you keep going? He said, I just found 10,000 ways not to do it. <laughs> and then he'd done it. Invented the light bulb. And we thank him for that. Heard a story the other day. This is, a, this is an awesome story. I've got it on CD. It's about uh, Tom Monahan. Tom and uh, James Monahan were uh, just little boys when their dad died and their mom couldn't keep them for a lot of different reasons and she put them in an orphanage in a catholic orphanage and they grew up as little catholic boys and the catholic nuns they they told uh, tom and james they could do anything they had put a mind to it if if they would make god their partner in it that's pretty good teaching there. We can do anything we can put our minds to if we'll make God our partner. When Tom got out of the orphanage, he joined the Army, and he thought the Army would help pay for his uh, college education. Well, Tom got out of the, out of the service, and he, he, the nuns asked him one time what, do, what he wanted to be. He, he said, I want to either be a, a priest, an architect, or a shortstop for the Detroit Tigers. Them some pretty hefty goals. And so when he got out of the service, he, he went to a seminary. Well, he, he flunked out of seminary. And so he thought he'd go to college to be an architect. And he didn't, didn't have enough money to go to college. So him and his brother James, they borrowed $900 and bought a pizza place called Dominic's. They started this pizza business, and it was a lot of hard hours and long work and 
and not much pay. And his brother James got discouraged, and he quit. So Tom bought him out. He, he uh, traded him a Volkswagen Beetle for his half of the, the pizza business. And Tom went on to uh, work hard in this business. He had a vision, and he started working hard and praying. And one day he came up with the idea, if they won't come to my place to get pizza, I'll take it to them. I'll deliver. And he started delivering pizzas. And his business thrived. And then he got the idea that he would put these pizza places near schools, colleges, and army bases. And when he did that, it took off. The pizza place I'm talking about is Domino's. Tom Monahan. That's what we got to do. We got we to gotta take the message to them. We got to deliver the message. Take it to them. If they won't come here, we got to go after them. Take it to them. We can do that. You know, on the, on the Domino's uh, logo, there's little Domino's with two dots and one dot. You know what them stand for? God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. He made God his partner in his business, and he became one of the most successful businessmen in America. He never did become the shortstop for the Detroit Tigers. But he owned the Detroit Tigers. He bought the Detroit Tigers, and they won the World Series a year after he bought them. Tom Monahan. Second Chronicles 16.9 uh, says, For the eye of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. If we will turn our heart to God, make it loyal to him, he wants to bless us more than anything that we could ever dream or hope for. Psalm 68.19 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. The God of our salvation. God wants to load us with benefits. He wants to bless us more than we could ever hope for. If, if we'll just say, Here am I, Lord. Use me. Send me. I want to be all that you've called me to be. You know, when people stop dreaming, people start dying. When churches stop dreaming, churches, they start dying. You know, I've uh, come into uh, church this morning... Uh, I passed a, a cemetery out there. There used to be a church there. It's no, it's no longer there. That church died. There's another church right up the road from that. It used to be a church there. It's no longer there. People lost their vision. When we lose our vision, we start dying. In uh, this little book right here, Jabez Prayer, this is what I want to ask the church to join me with. In this little prayer right here. And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, and I've said it before, I, I take that Jabez out and I put my name in there. And Gary called upon the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. God wants to grant our wishes. He wants, to, he wants to bless us more than we could imagine. If we'll just say, here am I. And I want you to put your name in there. I want you to put your church name in there. 
We want to ask God to bless us more than anything that's ever happened here before. And you know what? He will do it. He will do it. You know, I talked about Tom Monahans, and, and you say, yeah, that's good. He's a big guy. Dominoes. But what's, there, what's ever happened around here, right? Yeah. I'll tell you about another guy that had a vision, had a dream. His name was Mark Shell. Mark Shell in 1988 went to preach in a, in a little bitty church in Wayne County up in the town of Orchardville. This church had a basement. No indoor plumbing. Had uh, 12 people there, I believe it was. And Mark Shell went up to pastor that church. People asked him, why are you going to go pastor a church that don't even have indoor plumbing? What are you thinking? He said, I never went to pastor a basement church with no indoor plumbing. That's not where I went. Mark Shell seen a church sitting on top of that basement. He had a vision. He had a dream. He went to pastor a church on top of a basement. The first service, there were 16 people in there. It wasn't long they started building. And they built that church. First thing they did was put restrooms in the basement. <laughs> then they built a church up on top that would seat 100 people. Then they built north. They needed classrooms, so they built classrooms. Then they outgrew the sanctuary. Mark had a vision of a big church in Orchardville. They built another sanctuary that would seat 300 people. And in 2001, 2001 they opened that sanctuary. 2002, me and Linda started going to Orchardville Church. I had a little bitty tape ministry, passing cassette tapes out to truck drivers. We went up there, I, I shared my testimony up there and talked about my tape ministry and, and Pastor Mark said, we need that right here. He said, we can reach a lot of people with a tape ministry. We will reach this whole area if we'll pass these tapes out. I said, I'm in. Let's do it. We started a tape ministry there in uh, 2002. We started passing those tapes out all over the, the area and people started coming. When we first went there, there was uh, 200 people in this sanctuary with, that would seat 300 people. Just a short time, it was full. And we had to build again. They built another sanctuary this time that seats 800 because a man had a vision to reach people, to reach the lost, to reach the hurting. I have a vision to reach the lost, the hurting. That church in Orchardville, now they have they built two branches, one in Fairfield and one in uh, Centralia. The church got up to almost 2,000 people. God called Mark Shell home. And so they split the churches, and now there's three churches. They're church plants now. And that's a good thing, too, because they're all thriving. They're all doing good. They're all reaching the community. They're all carrying on the vision that Mark Shell had to reach the area. That's what I have. I have a vision to reach this area. There's no doubt in my mind that God brought me here. And He has a vision for you. 
to reach people, to reach this area, to reach across the country, reach around the world. This week I got two phone calls from two different drivers. It's been a, it's been a rough week for me, but when I get calls from drivers, it just picks me up. When I, when I know that you people are praying for me, it lifts me up. When I get cards from people that are, just say they're praying for you. Man, you know, you got any idea what a card does for a person? It does. It just, it just lifts them up. That, what a great ministry, a card ministry. Just let somebody know that you care, that you're praying for them, that you're thinking about them. What a ministry that is. I got a call from a, a guy by the name of William this week. He said, you have no idea what these tapes, CDs, are doing out here on the road. He's a truck driver. He said he listened to the tape and it just broke his heart. He said, I couldn't even listen to it without crying. And when the prayer was, I put a sinner's prayer on there. And he said, I said, said that sinner's prayer on this CD. And he said, I give my heart to Jesus. He said, I took it home. My wife listened to it. And she gave her heart to Jesus. We're looking for a church. He said, we went to a church. He said, this was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, they went to a church. They walked into church. And he said, they fell out of place. Everybody just kind of looked at him. Like, what are you doing here? You know? They was discouraged. We got to be friendly. We got to show them love of Jesus. They said they went to another church the next week. And when they walked in that door, everybody in there was friendly. Everybody in there was telling them how glad they was, shaking their hand, showing them things, telling them about their church, encouraging them. They said, we found us a church home. That's what we got to be. We got to be a church home for people. Got another call from another guy. His name's Oscar. Oscar called me and he said, uh, I listened to your CD. It was uh, the one with Tony Mack. Tony Mack McMullen. He said, I listened to that. He said, man, what a, what a story. He said, after I listened to that, he said, I knew I had to get right with God. And he said, I got on my knees and cried out to Jesus and asked Him into my heart. He said, my wife, I called her and told her she was so thrilled and happy. She'd been praying for me for years. She's been a good Christian lady for years and years. She's been praying for me. She's had a church praying for me. And he said, her prayers brought me home to Jesus. we got to keep praying for them. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't quit. I got one more call I want to tell you about. And uh, you know my dad passed away. Terry Hopkins, he called me. Said, I'm so sorry to hear about your daddy. And we talked for a while. And he's such an he's such a encouragement for me. He's kind of like a, a mentor to me. He's been a strong Christian man for a long, long time. And that's what we need. We need to be mentors to each other. We need to help each other. Because... There's sometimes we just get down and we're hurting. But if we got a good brother that we can call or, or if we see somebody hurting, we call them. It lifts them up. It brings them back. And we got to do that. 
talked to Terry a while, and then he said, I got to tell you about this call I got this week. He said, I got a call from a guy from North Carolina, and he said, uh, he, he asked me, he said, uh, how many heard the CD bus number 19? Terry Hopkins, okay, all right, yeah. He said, uh, this guy called and asked me, he said, have you got a copyright on this bus number 19 or anything? He said, he said, I want to, he said, I'll tell you what happened. He said, I listened to this. And he said, God, God all over me when I listened to this. And he said, I went to my church. I got a little country church in North Carolina. He said, it's not a very big church. But I went to my pastor and my deacons and I asked them if they'd listen to this CD with me. And he said they agreed to listen. We all sat down and listened to the bus number 19 CD. And he said when we got done listening to it, I told him what God, the vision that God had given me. He said God had given me a vision for a bus ministry for our church. And he said, you know what they did? They bought me a bus. (laughs) They bought me a bus. And he said, what I wanted to do, I put bus number 19 on this bus. He said, is that okay? Terry said, you bet you it's okay. (laughs) And he said, I've just about filled this bus up. And he said, I'm getting ready to ask him for another bus. And he said, if they give me another bus, I'm going to put bus number 19A (laughs) on there. He said, I want a whole alphabet of buses. I want to reach this community, this area for Jesus. That's what we can do. That's what we're doing. See, we're the ones that send this bus number 19 CD across the country. You know what? We're making a difference all over this country. And we can continue if we say, Hear my Lord. I just want to be used. What would you have me to do? You want me to send a card to somebody? You want me to send them a CD? You want me to go knock on their door? You want me to invite them to church? What would you have me to do today? Give my testimony? Maybe it'll change somebody's life. Lord, I tell you what, when you ask God that question, you better be ready because He's going to have you do something. And it's going to be something that you don't think you're capable of. He's going to ask you to get out of the boat and walk on water. But we can do it. We can do it. So That's the vision that I have. And I think if we work together at it, God is going to increase this vision to something that is even beyond anything that we can all imagine I want to be part of it I am going to be part of it that's who I am that's 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 me I'm not no great speaker but I got a great God and he works through me it doesn't matter who I talk to or where I go I tell him about Jesus so and if there's anybody in here today that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Savior. They want to get a vision for what God is going to do in your life. And today is the day. Come forward today. You can ask Jesus Christ into your heart right now, and He will save you. You know, it's a simple little prayer.
It's as simple as saying, Jesus, here am I. Save me. I want to give my heart to you. I want to serve you. It's that simple. It's that simple. Cry out to Jesus and He will save you. If there's somebody in here that just needs a, to make a decision about something, right here's the answer. It's right through here. It's on these altars. That, God has the answer for any problem, any question you have. He will, he will answer you if you cry out to Him. I was lost, but you knew where to find me. I was hungry, you were bread for my soul. I was so thirsty, you gave living water. You were my shelter when I had no place to go. And that's why sometimes I just want to praise you. Sometimes just to speak your name. Sometimes I just want to thank you Without asking you for one thing oh, Yes, sometimes I lift my hands to you Lord, and all I do is cry For everything that I have I owe to you, sweet Jesus And Calvary's the reason why Lord, when I think of the love that you have given. And when I think of the price you paid for me, then all life's trials just seem as nothing when they're to talk and that's why sometimes I just want to praise you, Lord, and sometimes just to speak your name, sometimes I just want to thank you without asking for one thing oh, yes sometimes 
play for you that telephone testimony of Oscar Stavers so you can hear from Oscar himself. Brother Gary, this is Oscar Staver. You don't know me. I drive a truck from Continental Express out of Sydney, Ohio. I picked up some of your CDs and listened to them. And you, with your CDs, I got such a conviction it wasn't funny. In a way, you're telling my story, and so is Brother Galen, about having an accident, and I walked away back in 1998. But I slid away from God. Well, right now, I've rededicated my life to the Lord Jesus. I received Jesus as my Savior after listening to one of your CDs, and I'd like to get some more uh, CDs to listen to. I've probably picked up all the ones that you've got out that I can find. Even I even stopped at the chapel in... Uh, in uh, West Memphis the other day and could pick me up some and uh, I really like the Tony Mack series I think Tony Mack's an awesome man Rod and I'd like to talk to you and get a chance to talk to you or Brother Galen may God bless and have a blessed day you know there's many people out there listening right now if you are the same place that Oscar was what you can do right now is you can pray a simple prayer give your heart to the Lord and ask him to take over and let him work in your life. And it's as simple as praying a little prayer. And that's all Oscar did was just pray a simple little prayer. 
and has changed his whole life, has changed his family. God wants to change you too. So pray with me right now, drivers. Pray with me, friends, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. If you've walked away from him, if you've gotten away. Oscar told me that at one time he had prayed that prayer when he was young and gotten saved. But he had been away from God so long that he needed to come back. And you can come back today. Pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Lord, I just want you to take out my old heart. Give me a new heart, Lord. I want you to be my Savior, Lord. I want you to give my life totally to you. Come into my heart. Come into my life and save me. And I will live for you from this day forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, if you ask Christ into your heart, then you do us a favor and do what Oscar did. Give us a call and let us pray for you. Let us send you more CDs. Let us help you with this brand new walk with Christ. If you prayed that prayer, then your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life and your debt has been paid in full. Last night I dreamed I went to heaven And there I was shown the book of life Well I fell down on my knees For I knew my sins were many Then written by my name Oh, an awesome sight Paid in full Paid in full He wrote paid in full He said all of this one sins Have been covered by my Jesus canceled all my debts when he wrote paid in full. When my life here on earth is over and when I finally on streets of gold Oh, I long to hear these words As I kneel before my Savior Welcome home, my child Your debt's been paid in full Paid in full said all of this one sins have been covered by my blood paid in full paid in full he wrote paid in full Jesus canceled all my debts when he wrote paid in full what can wash 
away my sin Nothing but the blood of Jesus Paid in full Paid in full Jesus canceled all my debts When he wrote Paid in full He wrote paid in full Paid in Away my sin Nothing but the blood Of Jesus Paid in full Paid in full And drivers, my friend Gary Rayburn Has a song called At the Foot of the Tree that Dennis McKay uh, recorded for Gary and did an awesome job. And uh, that's the first song that we've done on, it is. on uh, Lonesome Road Volume, Volume 1. one. That was the very first one. Yeah. Here is Dennis McKay singing At the Foot of the Tree. Without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. I called his name This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Those eighteen wheels are rolling that old lonesome road and I shared the good news wherever I go yes there's been a change I'm not the man I used to be and I tell everybody what's happened to me how I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past but I called his name This chance Could it be my last 
Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart from down on my knees Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery the foot of the tree Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. to hear from you my phone number is 618-383-2107 or you can call chaplain dennis mckay 662-889-2829 or you can give chaplain daryl spicer a call 615-663-3199 we'll talk at you later there you go I've been driving all night, got 400 miles to go Got the pedal to the metal and Vince Gill on the radio I just went through Texarkana heading down to San Antonio But that's the life of a trucker driving this lonesome road 